It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Escape the ordinary with green and blacks. Wildly, deliciously organic. Sponsor of The Moments That Made Me, the weekend podcast. A rich, intense chocolate to savour. Hi, I'm Esther McCarthy, and this week I'm delighted to get to chat to the host with the most, it's Dahi O'Shea. He's one of the most familiar faces in Irish television, we'll all know him. He's on the Today Show every weekday, Monday to Friday, with Maura Duran and Sinead Kennedy. He hosts a weekly show on TG Cahar. It's called Sela Dahi. We actually love it in this house. It's him chatting to people from all walks of life. It's really interesting. Just gives them a bit more time to get in depth with one person and their story. Um, highly recommend that if you get a chance. And every Sunday at half eight, he's also got a new music series on TG Cahar. And he goes around to meet some of the most musical families and groups in Ireland. And they perform, they're in their local area. They talk about the music that influenced them. And they have a chat with Dahi as well. So don't miss it. 8.30 on TG Cahar. And now here we talk to the man himself about getting his college course a little insight into the Rose Chirley and what it means to him and his family. And also, he nearly got me tearing up when he started talking about this, um, the birth of his son, Michal Oak. Enjoy. Dahi O'Shea, what's hey, hey. the crack? Good, yeah, lots of crack, always a bit of crack, Mrs. you know. Um, not like the old afternoons we used to have in the crane lane, myself <laughs> and yourself and the Reggie lad. I'm telling you, do you know yeah. what? It came up in my memories a year ago today. Yeah. We were chatting about your show that you were going to be doing live show in Kerry. It was going to be great crack around the country, not just Kerry. And like yeah. within a matter of days, it was just shut down. And look at us now, still here. Still here. Via Zoom, that, having a drink uh, on a Friday. Yeah, here here I am having uh, some uh, hyaluronic acid. Oh, no, oh, serum thing. Yeah, a typical Friday for Dahi O'Shea, huh? Yeah, I need, I need to get it into me, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, the ring light and the professional makeup you've on, thanks a million, it's working, you look amazing. Everybody needs a ring light. Uh, and come here, a full week inside in Cork Studio. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> My God, this, this conversation Dahi, has hit rock bottom. We're only just starting now, like, come on, let's keep it Okay. <laughs> You'll get me fired before you start this only my second podcast. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be out the gap after O'Shea gets half an hour. Not at all, not at all. No, listen, thanks for joining us. Very excited. Um, we're talking about three moments in your life that kind of were very special or turning points or that you kind of 
when you look back on your life that they, they were ones that stand out to you. And the first one you picked, Dahi, is actually getting your college course. Can you tell yeah. us anything about that? Yeah, see, I, I, I suppose I was working as a as a butcher growing up in school, when, like, say, from first year all the way up, you know. And if you look at my, my own family, my brother Kevin went to college. He was the, He's the eldest, and he went to Mary I. And then my sister Deirdre and Danny never finished secondary school. And wow. so, yeah, so... Like I'd have done my leaving cert in in ninety four, and I repeated again in ninety five, and really up up to that, there was a thing like say my sister Deirdre went to America, Danny went to America, my mother and father went to America, most of my mother and father's family, on both sides, all went to America. So there was this history of of people emigrating, and it was certainly something like we there was like always a big American influence in our house growing up because like I probably have more relations in Chicago than I do even at home in West Kerry. And a lot of the people who went to primary school with me, say from maybe our year up, would have went to America as well. So that was really the plan for me, my own plan for myself now. And there was no one putting pressure on me to do anything. And to be honest, like going to college wasn't really something that kind of dawned on me. Uh, I wasn't I didn't really kind of fit into the whole school thing, even though. Uh, looking back, I really wish I'd have applied myself a bit more and made something of myself today. And I often say that, and I say that in a kind of half-jokey way, but also a small bit serious as well. But um, I remember then, I was, I suppose I was kind of working away all the time, thinking, Do you know what, Les, that all... See, I suppose five years before I did my leaving cert, uh, a good percentage of them wouldn't have went on to college. Five years after, the majority of them did. So this is the kind of twilight zone, uh, if you like. So when I did apply myself then in fifth year and kind of went for it, and then I really went for it in sixth year, and I only got 300 points in my leaving. I remember going, geez, I worked very, very hard for that. And that summer I went over to my brother Danny in Chicago, and the plan was to stay, really. And then um, my mother said, look, come home and repeat your leaving. So I said, oh, geez, man, come on. Come on now, please. I can't. I was working in a nightclub downtown Chicago at 18, right? And my mother wanted me to come home into school uniform. And you did it. So I, she I, must have been very persuasive. Yeah, I did. And, you know, at the back of my mind, I felt like I was kind of worth a bit more than kind of uh, I could do something. And then, like, I got a, an arts course in Mary Eye. And for me, like, I know people kind of look down their nose at arts courses and they shouldn't like, 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 to Not be honest, all. I was made like, like, say, I, got, I'm, I was after getting it because I didn't do French. Right. I didn't do a, a foreign European language. So therefore, but. Therefore, I couldn't go to UCD, UCC or UCG or whatever, but I could go to UL because the, the rule was English, Irish or another European language. So the European language and Irish were put in together. So therefore, I could get into Mary I on that. So um, I was just it was just really, really changed me as in I, I kind of started first time I really started to believe in myself, I suppose. And you don't really think about it at the time. It's when you look back. Uh, 25 years later and said yeah that was the first time I put down a marker and, and believed in myself and isn't it awful that we equate our self-worth with how many points we get in the leaving cert it's such an Irish thing isn't it and yeah. it doesn't mean it just means you're a different learner or you know you're, it. it's crazy look at you now it's the system that's there Esther to be honest and that's why it's the benchmark that's set there for us so that's why like we're like sheep we go along with it like it's the same it's the same way we think that people drive a big huge car a, a one two two and they think they're successful like i met a person the last day who drives a one two two right and there was the lad on the television supposed to be the guy from the television driving uh, as a zero uh, 11 with two hundred and ten thousand miles in it 
So and like and I put a new timing chain into it before Christmas, and I'm, I'm going to get another hundred thousand miles off it. One person asked me one day, "What would you do?" We were actually probably one of the days you were on the Today Show with us. And what would you do if you won the Euro Millions or something like a hundred million euro? And I said, "Would you buy a new car?" I said, "No, I'm after buying two new tires for it." it's the way we were brought up you know Totally, but if you don't think like having the new fancy car is a mark of success what now looking back and you know then it was probably the the leaving circles what do you see now as a mark of success Dahi for yourself a mark of success recently was um Michal Og's birthday is on uh on St Patrick's Day yeah you you timed that well didn't you listen I, mar- I married an Irish American, right? And listen, she she married the guy from the TV who has a child in St. Patrick's Day. Come on, do you know what I mean? Tick, tick, like j- a PR dream, dude. Yeah. I don't know. That's but that's good going. It's a it's well, good sorry, going. But no, like, it's me, it's me birthday on St. Patrick's Day, and we asked him what he wanted for his birthday, and he said a vaccine for Nana. Yeah. yeah. So that to me is a mark of success as a parent. Oh like, my God! Yeah. What a sweetheart. Like, don't, don't, don't. I was hoping to make you cry on this, no. like for for the. I mean, you're going to make me cry. No. Like I'm actually like, there's <laughs> just something in my eye. I should have thought that. Like that is so sweet, isn't it? What? A yeah. Lovely so little child. You, so you can see you can look at a person on TV, or you can see what type of car they drive, or what big house they have. Probably the bank owns the the car and the house if you if you really want to look at it like. But when your son comes up with something like that, you say, okay, there you have it. Like, so I always say to judge me as a dad. Now, if you're going to judge me at all, like you know, and if you're going to have a good swipe, make sure it's a good one. Nice one, brilliant. And you know what? That brings us kind of on to your second moment, Dahi, because without this second moment, you wouldn't have me, Hall. So you know, so it's lo- I love the way everything kind of like clicks into place. And tell us about your next moment for you. It's like uh, becoming the host of the Rose of Tralee, and I think people might have kind of thought that I just walked into the gig, and in one sense I did really. But I'd been walking around for a long time. Like that was twenty ten. Uh, I first hosted the Kerry Rose selection in two thousand and three. I think oh. actually no, two thousand and two. And then in 2003 and four, I was in the judging panel for the regional roses uh, while d- doing the Kerry selection all the time. And then I was on the international judging panel in uh, 08. I was the chairperson 09 and 010. Then I became the host. So I've had a you long... put the work in. Yeah, I've had a long association with it. Like, And I think that was one of the reasons why they were happy for me to take over as the role of the presenter, because... Like, I, I, I just wasn't one of these fellows who landed and didn't care about it. Like, I'm, I, yeah, I'm from Kerry as well, which kind of added to it as well. And, like, I remember I was down there and they were saying, oh, my God, you know, Gay Bourne presented that. No, Gay Bourne, you know. And then, like I said, they were, they were saying, <laughs> okay, there's well. a million people watching you. But you go down to Ke- you go down to Kerry there. He's one of our own. Like, it didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, it didn't matter who was there before me or how many people watching. Jeez, he's one of our own, like. And odd, like the I, local lad from Fiona made it. The local fellow, like Jesus, like and you know there was like there's a parade on Saturday, and I always kind of like say you're in the front of the parade with the corn rows of Tralee, and they're all coming behind you. There's tens of thousands of people out the streets of Tralee, and uh, you know, and I I'd be kind of like oh jeez, I don't know about this. But you know what? They'll all they'll all be shouting for you, and they they have pictures of all the rows, and they have my picture up there as well. And you're thinking, Jesus, this is great, like, <laughs> like this is brilliant, like, like I never played for Kerry, like, but this has to be the equivalent of playing for Kerry. Well, that is high praise. That's as good as it gets. Green and blacks, wildly, deliciously organic, a selection of ethically sourced flavors combined with a rich cocoa intensity. And tell us about meeting Rita then, Dahi. Like Me- meeting Rita sounds a bit dodge, but I promise you it's not. Two thousand and eight. I was on the I think it sounds so romantic. I was on the I was on the ju- I was on the judging panel and she was a New Jersey Rose, so 
But I remember her coming into the room the first time I saw her. She was beautifully tanned, like, and she, she had this beautiful red dress on. And, of course, I was interested in her as a person, but I did say, oh, my God, she is, you know. But I left her go. You know, I said, that's fine. You know, I was professional, professional and everything. So, like, to be honest, like, say, Rita and I got together in 2010. But, like, we'd been friends before, like, say, on, like, I remember probably messaging, we messaged each other maybe once, once every two months, first of all. And then it was once a week, and then it was once a day, and then it was all day, every day. And then I happened to be in America doing a show in 2010, and we were supposed to take two days off in three weeks. So they were saying, look, we'll, we'll take a day off now in Washington, we'll take the other one off in uh, Maine. I said, we will not, we'll be taking one off in New York anyway. You can talk that just, one down. Just to see, just to see what the story was. So uh, we hung out all all night. She finished work around eleven o'clock, and she came into Manhattan. And we we were walking around Manhattan until about four o'clock in the morning outside drinking coffee. And, like that's what, like say, so we were friends before we were anything else, yeah. which was really, which was kind of strange because I never worked like that. I was always kind of, you know, <laughs> the other way around. Like, Love the gab. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of Fast way. Fast and like, the furious. Yeah, so maybe I was doing it wrong all these years. <laughs> well, you did it right when it counted, I suppose. Yeah, so, so like, so the Rose of Tralee was big, like, and like, and then you, like I said, you get the, you get the job, but then you actually have to go and do it. Then this is the other side of it. Then because the press leading up to it was was huge, like, and it is every year, and it's fantastic. But like, what you don't want to do is kind of tire yourself out in training and not be fit in for the match, like. So I always use it as well, just to kind of lose a few pounds and to be in shape and to be in good form going down as well, like. Like I wouldn't drink for around six or seven weeks before it. Because I'd be in great form down there. Because, like, so you know yourself, you could have a few pints. You, you, you could go into the job going, oh, Jesus, I don't know about this. But where, yeah, yeah. like, I'd go down there now, like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just, like, said, the green light is on and we're on. And then you can go for a few pints the following day if you want. Like, But, yeah, yeah the Rose of Tralee was a big one. And it was a big one for my family as well. And I'm only kind of beginning to realise that now. Like, my mother was there and, like, say, uh, looking back and how would you do that? I, I don't know how. I just, I go up and I enjoy myself. It's the same thing with the Today yeah. Show. Like, when you're there, Esther, like, I go on these shows to enjoy myself. And it just happens to be the job as well. Aren't you blessed? Isn't that lovely? Blessed, but like, that comes across, Jahi, like, you know, you can't fake that. Like, you, you, you just, you're so much fun to be around and you just make yeah. it look so easy when it obviously isn't. You know, that's a big gig. And, like, this year, did you miss it, Dahi? Or yeah. was it a sigh of relief? Or... Oh, no, jeez, no. Like, and again, like, say, Esther, like, what I spoke about there was me and my family. But, like, say, you think of the Rose family, like, as well, all around the world, like, say, it's, it's an occasion where the Irish people come together. Uh, they're really, really proud of it. And also, say, the town of Tralee, it's worth around 10 million a year to the town of Tralee. Tralee's under pressure. It has Dingle, it has Killarney. Do you know what I mean? Like, say, Kinmare's down the road, like, and um, so Tralee, it's Tralee's time to shine. And we were down there last summer. Uh, we put a, it was kind of a look back at the first 10 years as the, as the host of the Rose of Tralee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was lovely, actually. It, it was, was lovely. Great. It was yeah, lovely. It was, and yeah. like, we were down there for two days and it was the time where the wet pubs were still closed and the, the, mm-hmm. the, you could have a pint with your dinner and so on. And like, we were out two evenings kind of having food in the afternoon and really getting the sense of what the Rose of Tralee meant to the local people there. Really getting yeah. the sense of, geez, this is a big one, like, and uh, like even this year, like we're we're still waiting to hear what the word is, and look, but like I I'm still very hopeful that we'll have a rose of Tralee in twenty twenty one. And was your dad alive, Dahi, when you first got that gig? He was, yeah. My father. What did he think of it? Actually, he thought it was great, but he'd never tell you, like you know. The night before <laughs> he died, he thought he he thought he said he told me I was great. I should have I should have copped something that there was something coming, like. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry again, though. <laughs> but like he, and, the and, Irish father, and, and you and you wouldn't mind. He wouldn't say it to me at all. He said it to Rita. How does he do that he, there? No, and you think I should? Not. I should have smelt a rat, like you know. Uh, 
Stop. Pure, pure, pure Irish dad didn't know how to look a fell in the eye to compliment somebody like, but, uh, but like the first night in that he was inside there, but you could see him down, you could see him down in the audience waiting for the ad break to make a break for the door, right? So he'd have a few pints and knock a few pints in, and he only disgusted when he's at home. So he'd he'd be telling you that, that the ads are too long when he's inside the rows. Actually, they're too short. I couldn't get out fast. <laughs> and he throw he throw a few stingers into him as well. So he he came in for the first one. The first one or two, um, I, and I remember Imelda May uh, was our special guest, and we had a good old party after, and Imelda's parents were there as well, and my parents were hanging out. It was really, really nice, and we were just inside in the room. There was a, maybe around 20 of us there after the show on the second night, so it was good fun. Like, But, yeah, listen, it, it meant a lot to them, and, again, it's only when you stop and look back, like, I suppose we've had a chance to do that all, with the last year. We're sick of looking back, I suppose. But, yeah, it, it, it kind of dawned on me, geez, yeah, it meant a lot to a lot of people. That's lovely. And like I suppose talking about your and all probably of our dads of that generation and how they fathered, yeah. your next uh, moment is when you became a dad yourself. Do you yeah. want to tell me a bit about that? Uh, like I said, there's not like say Michal Ogo she or as Ogi, that's what we call him, you know. So um Ogi was supposed to land on St. Patrick's Day and read his read his parents and have a pub in New Jersey, an Irish pub, and they they all burst out laughing. The busiest day of the year. And this fella's supposed to land, right? And they said, not a hope in hell. Good one. Ha ha. But anyway, to make a long story short, I was at home and we, we were living in Achnacar at the time. And like, we were just so excited, like that Mihal Ogoshea was coming. Like, this was just the best thing that was ever going to happen. Not realizing that it was going to be a million times better than I had ever expected it. Like, so we went in anyway and uh, Mihal was born and I saw him coming out. Like, and I, I was just, I was just. I just couldn't believe it. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Like, we didn't know what, what we were going to have. And still you're shocked. It's only going to be one or the other. Like, but you're totally shocked. It's not like there is 40 different things to pick from, like, or that you're going to get. You're only going to get one or the other. Like. And, one or uh, the other. But and I, did you have a sneaky preference for either, Dahi? I had, tell a, us I had a feeling it was going to be a boy. But um, but what I did, and I only told Rita after, that um, I took I took some earth from the front garden at home in Kerry, and I also took some uh, from Croke Park, and uh, I I rubbed it on his hands and feet. So the first the 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 the, these, the, for, the first clay he t- he touched was Kerry's side, and the first in his hands was from Croke Park. So I took. I Are took, you kidding me? I took. I no. In all fairness, I only t- I only took a few ribbons of uh, of grass from Croke Park, but I brought it. And That's I, so I, symbolic, though. That's lovely. Wow. Yeah. But um, but I remember this. Like I said, the first one, like I said, Michal was there then, and then say Rita was taken away, and it was me and Baby in the room, and I just remember that moment, him looking up at me and me just looking down at him, and I just, I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that I had this feeling inside me that I never knew existed. I, I was, thirty something, thirty, thirty eight years of age at that stage, and thinking, my God Almighty, I've never felt like this before. My own son looking back at up back up at me. And all people do and anyone watching this is expecting a baby. And you know, the people say, Oh, the sleepless nights, the shitty nappies and everything. My God Almighty it's the best thing you'll ever see. If your baby doesn't poop for a week, all you want to see is a shitty nappy. <laughs> That first green poo is just so important, doesn't it? <laughs> You're like doing a <laughs> dance. Like, I remember going in and let's say feeding him at four o'clock in the morning. You'd always have to wait then for a burp to come out. Like there's no point in putting him down because he'd be back up again. He had to get that up. Like, and I just, I just remember just taking that time again. It was me and him, and he was, he, and you'd hear a little burp. He was there. Like, jeez, he was only about that size. Like, and uh, it, it's just, I don't, not nothing before that or after that has ever topped that feeling of me looking in and seeing your own baby looking back up at you and that smile. There's nothing in the world that'll ever beat that. 
And was he an easy baby, Dahi? Like, were you just yeah. blessed with yeah. this perfect child that yeah. rocked in? The, and yeah, yeah. The, there's a few things, and I don't like giving advice to to, to to parents because there's so much BS out there and everything. And listen, you you we all hit hurdles as we were going along. If you do have a perfect baby who eats well and sleeps all night, don't tell anyone for two reasons: they won't believe you and they'll hate you. Okay. <laughs> But we were, <laughs> but we were very, very lucky with him, and he's he's still the happy-go-lucky guy. Like, and come here, did you give Sinead any advice? Um, Sinead Kennedy no. was on that journey. Again, all I said to her was just she's just in for the time of her life. Like, there's not that. Like, there's I, I always said it like that. There was a gear inside me. There was something inside me that I didn't know I had. Like, and you don't know you have it until a child looks back at you. And I just said that she has the the best is yet to come in her life. There's nothing, there's nothing ever going to match it. Like nothing, nothing ever in the world. Like the only thing I always said that I said, pity that my father and him never met, even though like say Reed was in, my father was in hospital in Tralee and Reed was in hospital in Galway and it was kind of early in the pregnancy and we didn't want to tell anyone, but they were there. Okay. So they were asking then at home why I wasn't going down. So then after around 10 weeks, we just had to kind of come out, look, Reed is expecting. So he was delighted. But I still maintain, like my father died in, in August and Michal came along in March, but I still believe that there was some kind of handing over of the baton in some kind of outer portal or something, you know. It's kind of like the number 16 on his back coming in, the sub coming in kind of thing. Did you, know? you Do you see any treats in, in Michal Oak that, that you kind of go, Jesus, that's the dad's there anyway. You know, the way sometimes you kind of look yeah. at a kid and you're like, oh my <laughs> God, they'll give a look or they'll say something or... Do you kind of see a lot of him in him or do you see yourself in him? Yeah, I, it's, funnily enough, it's Rita's, Rita's mother always says it, that she sees my dad in him. Like, say, like I never see, I always see all of Rita, even though he's, I think he's changing a lot. Like, But um, but he's a happy-go-lucky fella. Like, he's, he's, he's kind of happy enough to go with the flow, which is great. Like, And he's he's great old crack. Like, he's a right old rogue. Like, you know, so. <laughs> oh, he didn't lick that off a stone. Yeah, huh? there was no yellow and blonde that day. <laughs> And come here, Dahi, you're you're busy enough now, even though everything stopped like the Rose Chili, you're you're doing a new show for uh TG yeah. Cahar. I'm going to try my Irish now. Cold Very good, yeah. Cold? Yeah, Was full marks, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great show. It's uh it's ten weeks starting on the fourteenth and then with uh, and then it's going on every, it's every Sunday at half eight. Uh, and it's not this kind of it's not I suppose that what you'd think as a traditional Irish kind of music show uh, inside the pub. This is inside the studio. This is kind of a high end stuff. You're talking the Harrow's Flowers. You're talking Alton. You're talking Dano. You're talking Clown. The the Clown O'Connor. The Bonnie Men. Uh, Cherish the ladies. They're all in there. Um, Sharon and Shannon and the Sharon family. Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't the wait Kilfinor for that one. The Kilfinore Band. Like you're talking really high end stuff. Uh, it's lit unbelievably, directed fantastically, and there's a chat in between all the pieces of music as well. So it's not all music; it's English and Irish, so it's very, very accessible. And um, yeah, I was, okay. we we recorded them before Christmas, and we just had a great time. And just even to hear live music, I don't want to make anyone jealous now. Like, but oh, yeah, Esther thing. was really, really nice. Like we were just, and they even they were so happy to play with each other because they hadn't played with each other in so long either. And how did you manage it, like, with the restrictions on that? Were just everyone oh, spread out? Yeah, you, or? You'll, you'll see it yourself. Like I said, the chat part is very like the Today Show where we're all apart. Uh, and um, and then on the music parts as well, everyone's spread out as well. Unless, of course, they are from the same family. But, yeah, it makes it, it made it harder. Like, there's no, there's no point in saying it didn't, like, but it just, things just took a bit longer. But you know what, Esther, we were just so happy to be working. And that's that's the high up and the low down of it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Dahi, thanks a million. That was uh, great all chat. Not at all. Always um, great to catch up with you. Thanks for taking time. I know you're mad busy like the boy and it gave me an excuse to yeah. have an old 
glass while yeah. we chatted. Am I giant? There you go. There you go. Hey. <laughs> I, have my, I have my little fridge down here now. So there's You're well of... set up in that office, O'Shea, aren't you? Yeah, there we go. Top forty road, that's the Vermont. Great to chat to you. I can't wait to see you in Crane Lane again. Hey! <laughs> this podcast was recorded and edited by JJ Vernon. Thanks to Dahi O'Shea for joining us and thanks to you for listening. See you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.